So they're saying Blake Griffin might end up on the Brooklyn Nets. They're the leader to get him right now, right? And that is scary for the league. That is scarier than it already is for the league. Okay, I don't know Blake Griffin personally like that, but let me speak to you from a competitive standpoint. This is a guy that's been an all-NBA player. This is a guy that touched stardom in the NBA. This is a guy that is a uh, an Olympian, a gold medalist, right? This is a guy that dominated the league at his position for a long time. This is a guy, and I don't know why people are forgetting this, was just an all-star in Detroit two years ago, right? Now, the Blake Griffin you saw this year in Detroit and last year, the one that got injured again, that ain't the real Blake Griffin. He's in a situation. They're rebuilding. He ain't motivated there. He ain't inspired there. You know, he's a guy that's bouncing back from injuries, and he had a great first year. The, the real Blake Griffin in Detroit was the one that you saw in, um, you know, the first year there when he kind of got disrespected by the Clippers, went out there, proved people wrong, right? Had a big, had big games every night, led Detroit to the playoffs, put up like 25 a game, was an all-star. And more than anything, you saw his evolution as a player. Now, you could tell with that evolution that this is a guy that loves to train. This is a guy that loves to stay in shape. And this is a guy that's hungry for success in the NBA and to, to remain elite, right? And if not elite, to remain effective. So make no mistake about it. If Blake Griffin's going to the Brooklyn Nets, he is going to be effective, okay? This is a guy now that over the years you saw his transformation and it's crazy. He went from a pure powerhouse around the rim, an explosive, you know, just beast of an athlete that beat you with his size, his speed, his power, his quickness, his explosive, his explosiveness. And now he became a guy that can, he doesn't necessarily have to go through you anymore. He can go around you, right? Um, because he, he learned how to handle the ball. He learned to play back to the basket and developed a real touch with his jumper and a real touch with his hooks, you know, around the basket, little banks and, and, um, you know, baby hooks around the rim. Right. And again, this is still a guy that is very strong. This is still a guy, though, he's not going to dunk over you and, you know, tear the rim down every time. He's still getting up and he's still getting off the ground and he's still finishing strong. So very athletic, just on a grounded from a grounded standpoint now. Right. He's smarter with it. Kind of like how you saw D Rose tame his athleticism as a guard. Same thing here. You know, and, and some of these young, you know, lean and lighter bigs are not going to be able to handle the bump from Blake Griffin. So. More than anything, his footwork, his footwork improved. Um, again, his handle, he can he has a few go-to moves and combos um, to get around a guy and maneuver through traffic and maneuver through defense in the lane. Uh, he's a guy that can shoot the ball now. That's the biggest thing. He can obviously hit the mid-range, which he was kind of always capable of doing, but he sharpened that. More than anything, it's his three ball. You cannot leave this guy open anymore. And he knew, and this is a guy that's smart. He said the game's getting stretched out to the wing, and if I want to be effective, I have to be able to hit this shot, and he's doing it. He has a guy. This is a guy now that if you see him when you saw him engaged in Detroit in his first year there, and I know he had another injury, so I'm not going to call you casual if you say he's done because the knee injuries do add up, and a guy like this, you know, it could take a toll on him, but I'm saying he could still be effective. You ain't leaving Blake Griffin on the floor. He could stretch the floor, legitimately stretch the floor now. So if Brooklyn gets this guy, they are getting a guy that is going to have a lot of fun playing, but he's going to be more inspired than ever. Right now in Detroit, he, he ain't there to win. Like all his peers, Blake Griffin's peers. So I'm talking about the Olympians. I'm talking about the All-NBA guys from his time. They're all competing for championships. Maybe him and Kevin Love are probably the only guys that aren't, right? And, I mean, not championships, but they're all playing on a heavyweight team in, in the conference somewhere, right? Or they're trying to make a playoff push. Blake Griffin looking at this, doing the math, saying, yo, man, he's getting up in Detroit, want a rebuild team. Like, he, he ain't waking up for this. He woke up for it for the first year because he wanted to prove motherfuckers wrong. Now, 
his next chapter, and he knows this. That's why you hear the Brooklyn rumor. That's why you hear the Clippers talk and the Lakers talk. He wants to go to a contender, and he's going to unleash whoever he is and whatever's left of him on that contender. In Brooklyn, it is about to get very scary because you thought the Warriors were stacked when they had Draymond, Clay, Steph, and KD. Now, this right here, like I said, is individual Hall of Fame franchise guys that can just go. In, in Golden State, you had Steph and KD that were like that. Draymond was like a superstar role player, right? And, and Clay is a sniper and a defensive specialist. But these guys right here have all led teams. These guys all here have been go-to guys. Those instincts don't leave you if you're Blake Griffin. Their tendencies, they don't leave you. So the game is about to become really easy for him because of Kyrie, because of James Harden's playmaking ability, and because of the tension that Kevin Durant's going to draw from him. And because you are now playing with DeAndre Jordan again, you're going to be just juiced up. You're going to wake up, fire up to go hoop. And here's a guy that's going to get easy baskets cutting to the rim. He's going to run the floor. You know, he's going to get out in the open court, catch lobs, but may not jump as high on him as he once did, but he's going to get, get after it. And more than anything, he's going to stretch the floor. Blake Griffin, and I always said this, if the Nets want to beat the Lakers, I mean, if anyone wants to beat the Lakers, the Nets have the perfect recipe on the fact that they can stretch the floor and go five out with a small ball lineup. What this does is it pulls Anthony Davis out of the paint and gives open lanes to KD, Kyrie, and Harden to get to the cup at all times. Who's going to pull Anthony Davis out of the paint? Well, it looks like it's going to be Blake Griffin, right? If not that, then Kevin Durant, because you are going to go five out at some point and it's going to create this situation where someone has to get a man-to-man -man stop on an all-world all -world attacker like Harden, like Kyrie, like KD. Blake Griffin's about to put up – he's putting up 12 right now. You could talk all you want about these field, field goal percentages and shit. You know, the knee injuries do take a toll, but he's going to be effective and he's going to be playing a more inspired – brand of basketball than you've seen in years and you know quite frankly i'm happy for him but for the rest of the league i'm scared for them because brooklyn is already the most talented team i've seen on paper and now they're about to go at blake griffin shit you better pick your narrative quick is this not going to work or was this too stacked